Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Today is Tuesday, the first day that we are in the studio after a uh, mandatory uh, break that we had to take because the station was closed yesterday. Uh, Doug, how's it going this week? Yes, uh, it is good to be back uh, in the studio. I uh, hope, trust everybody, enjoyed the replay of Greg Kukul and uh, Tactics. And uh, and then Friday we had uh, a guy that actually I think he was instrumental in leading to Christ, uh, um, uh, Wallace, J. Warner Wallace, uh, uh, Cold Case Christianity author. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, I uh, had them on Friday. And so uh, hopefully people were encouraged by uh, what he shared. And uh, if you have his book or you don't have his book, his book Tactics is really good at engaging people in conversation and flipping uh their sometimes unfounded questions or uh their unfounded conclusions back on them where they have to defend themselves from making statements that just simply aren't true uh so yeah but this week it's it's very timely uh we're talking about uh truth uh guarding the truth walking in the truth and boy, we live in a world that could desperately use truth right now because people don't know what to believe. I had a guy ask me today, so what do you think about the whole COVID thing and Omicron and all this stuff? Is it real? Uh, is it like, like he, I just don't know what to believe. And I said, well, welcome to the club mm-hmm. because nobody knows what to believe because you can't trust the doctors. You can't trust the medical community. And I'm not saying all of them, but uh, there's a guy that was talking to my wife the other day who uh, works in the medical field. He's been working there for a long time, and he said he has never seen what has happened in the last two years happen in his whole tenure, and uh, the medical community has lost credibility. And it's sad because there's good people within the medical community and now the medical community is paying a price. You've had thousands of healthcare workers fired now because they won't take the vaccine. Well, yeah, and you know, you want to talk about credibility being shot. If there can't be dissent, there can't be uh, other opinions, then people obviously who are thinking are going to uh, start to question that community. And an example of that, uh, I don't know if you saw this today in the news, uh, a Maine doctor was suspended and is forced to go un- uh, forced to undergo psycho evaluation after spreading COVID quote-unquote misinformation. What was the misinformation? She said that uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were viable treatment options um, and also said that mass vaccination was not going to help in the pandemic and talked about some uh, you know, other side effects and things like that. And in Maine now, she's been suspended and has to go uh, undergo a psych- psychological evaluation. That Stuff like that is going to make any sane person say, why should I trust anything that that you say as a medical community if there's no room for dissent if there's no room for differing opinions because that's clearly not something that should uh, 
that you should say, oh, that person's crazy because they said that. Well, and, you know, John MacArthur has caught a lot of grief because he's been one of the few pastors that has spoken out uh, against the vaccine mandates and basically not, I mean, there there was an article, um, I think it was on the Daily Wire today, and it was like neither vaccinated nor unvaccinated, mm. you know, mm. and and, and mm. it was a play on the biblical verse. You know, there's no Greek, no Gen, you know, right. no no uh, Jew, uh, and he's saying how the article the gist was how churches imposing a vaccine mandates are dividing Christians with a quote different gospel, and and I mean you would think it would be liberal very uh what i call fringe um fringe groups within uh sects of christianity so i I, i'm hesitate to even call them a church because most of them do not even follow the bible they don't the bible is not their authority they don't even believe in the infallibility of the bible um but i'm talking about evangelical churches like tim keller's church up in new york who basically said, listen, if you're fully vaccinated, you're welcome to sit on the main floor of the sanctuary without social distancing and masks are optional. But if you're not fully vaccinated, then you need to sit in the balcony. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had doctors on this program who've said, if you've had COVID, you, you have robust immunity, better than the vaccinated immunity. But, but people are not adhering to that. They're not following the science of that. What they're doing is they're listening to basically talking heads and getting fed a, a really a lie. I mean, how many times does the media have to be shown complicit in furthering lies that, I mean, whether it's the Russia thing or whatever it is, they've shown that they can't be trusted do you trust the media? I don't trust the media. I don't, it doesn't matter whether it's Fox News, CNN. Unless I can vet and know there's some good info there, I'm very careful. But when pastors that I've trusted for a long time um, start doing stuff like this, like Tim Keller has yeah. always been pretty solid. Well, you know, it is something that is very widespread. I don't, did you see this poll yesterday? Um, uh, I, as a poll from Rasmussen shows 59% of Democrat voters want unvaccinated people confined at home. 45% want them, uh, designated to facilities. 48% uh, demand fines or imprisonment to anyone who questions effective effectiveness of vaccines. So this is not, you know, the media has been pretty successful because that's not a small number of people. That's a, that's a huge class of voters. And so to see that, um, churches have, fallen sway to this shouldn't be surprising. I mean, it is surprising that that many people, um, you know, are that against liberty and freedom. Um, but that, you know, people in the church have been swayed, uh, really isn't surprising. Well, what if you're in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, and you want to go to Piney Grove Baptist, if you don't have proof of vaccination, you're going to be asked to provide a doctor's note explaining why you can't get the shot. <laughs> I mean, what do they have? Deacons waiting? Okay, if you know, show me your papers. No papers, you don't go into the church. Yeah. And also, you have to reserve a place online 
and sign a waiver to enter. And um, if you're under 11, you can't even go in the building. I, I, I mean, like, we, this is where we've come. And now, uh, Taylor, there have been places in Jacksonville that are shutting down. And, and I mean, like, businesses are shutting down. I'm like, why are you shutting down? Oh, we had a COVID outbreak. And I'm like, COVID? I mean, COVID? Or is it the flu? Or is it? I mean, think about it. Go back prior to two years ago. Think about how many times businesses shut down because people were sick. Think about how many times people had to wear masks anywhere. Nobody did that here. But in two years, our world has completely changed. And and it's sad because it's about control mm-hmm. and, and fear. And faith and fear don't go together. I'm sorry, it doesn't. And that's one reason I appreciate John MacArthur. I appreciate what he's done, the stand he's taken you know, he took another stand yesterday. He asked pastors across America to speak out affirming biblical sexual morality in um, unity with our Canadian brothers and sisters because uh, they passed a law up there called Bill C-4, mm-hmm. which went into effect last week, and it describes as a myth the belief that sex, heterosexuality and cisgender identity are preferable. Um, and anything that you teach that does not align with the worldview that they've put out, in other words, if you preach about biblical marriage, if you preach about biblical, biblical identity as a male or female, is a potential five-year jail sentence. Yep. And I, I have just, this is from the bill itself, uh, to advocate um oh all right advocate therapy or treatment in practice uh that is designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual change a person's gender identity to cisgender change a person's gender expression to that that confirms with sex assigned at birth uh repress or reduce any non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior repress a person's non-cisgender identity or repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not confirm with the sex assigned to a person at birth. And what this effectively effectively does is bans any counseling that advocates for the Christian standard that sex is reserved uh, uh, for the confines of marriage, and that being between one man and one woman. And as you said, uh, potentially criminalizes um, saying otherwise or saying that God created us male and female. That's an attack on the church. Well, uh, um, Jim Dennison uh, quoted a German pastor named Martin Niemöller, and he was talking about the Nazis. He says, first they came for the socialist, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a socialist. Then they came for the trade unions, and I didn't speak out because I was not part of a trade union. Then they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. And I, I just think people as believers, we have not only a obligation, we have a mandate to speak truth. When we know people are speaking lies that go against the Bible, i.e. a man is a man, a male, a woman is a female. And if people, we, we, you can't in the name of unity be silent. You can't, you got to speak the truth. You speak it in love, but it's not loving to not speak up. Uh, because the truth is 
We're all broken. We all have different issues we struggle with, but we got to speak the truth. And when we, that's why we're looking at Second John today. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, walking in the truth and, and standing in the truth. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek and save. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Second John. Uh, this week. It's a short week, so we'll be talking about that today and tomorrow, talking about uh, the truth and walking in the truth. And speaking of truth as it relates to COVID, on Thursday, we have Dr. Lee Merritt mm-hmm. on, who is uh, uh, has a website called The Medical Rebel. Uh, we've had her on several times, and um, you know, all the stuff that she said about COVID has come to pass. I mean, from the first time we talked to her, uh, she has been a great advocate for truth in that arena, and uh, she's somebody I've known for over 20 years and um, just could not say enough good about her as a doctor. Her dad was a doctor. Her child, uh, her son's a doctor. I mean, medicine runs in their family. She cares about people, and she doesn't tow a party line to any hospital system uh, or, or she's not beholding to any group. She's speaking out because she's done research. She's been researching COVID for almost two years now and has a lot of good information, and she's going to be our guest Thursday. So I hope uh, if you have questions uh, you want to ask, you can email me at ask at SWATradio.com, and I'm happy to ask her those questions because I know people have them, right, with everything going on. But, you know, this week, you know, I was supposed to start back with Acts, and last week I just really felt led to to move into Second um, John. We talked this this being a year of uh, proclamation for SWAT, 
But, you know, you got to proclaim the truth. And truth is very narrow. Uh, when Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, he, he identified how narrow that truth is as it relates to spiritual truth. And yet, within a multitude of churches around this country, I'm talking thousands, tens of thousands of churches, there's people that believe that um, the Jewish people the Muslim people, Buddhist, and uh, like um, Hindu, that we all worship the same God. I mean, they, they believe that. Just because somebody believes in the God who was the father of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, that God who served those Jewish people back then, If he's not God, the father of Jesus Christ, he's not God of the Bible. I mean, yes, you you may see a picture of him. You may worship a part of him, but you can't just worship a part of him. You have to worship the one true living God. Jesus himself challenged the Jewish leaders and said, you don't know my father. If you knew him, you would know me. You would receive me. And because you don't know me, you don't know my father. But people have a hard time with that. Why? Because that's not loving. It's, you know, it's it's exclusive. It's bigoted. It's traditional. It's patriarchal. It's whatever, you know, thing you want to say about it. But we live in a world right now that completely wants to redefine truth as subjective. And that's your truth, Taylor. And your truth is equal to my truth. And that's crazy. No, we don't do that in other areas of life. And I've said this on here before. You Go down to your bank and tell them your truth is you have $10,000 in your bank account when there's only $500 in there. It doesn't matter what your truth is. It, the only thing that matters is what reality is. And the biblical word for truth that we're looking at this week is the Greek word that literally means reality. And we live in a world right now that says you can have your own reality. You create if you if you believe you're a, a woman, even though you're a biological male, and you, you you can be a woman in the world that you walk in. Except people are starting to go. Wait a minute, you know, like this swimmer up in Pennsylvania. This even Michael Phelps is going. Wait a minute. This is just this ain't right. Have you seen that got guy? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a guy, mm-hmm. and he's huge. I mean, he looks like he just walked out of a weight room, and he wants to make people believe he's a girl because inside he feels like a girl, I guess. And nobody ever helped him with that along the way, and they've encouraged whatever he's doing now, and so now he's projecting himself as a female (laughs) as a male and that gives him a distinct advantage why because god created them male and female he made them with a dna and a bone structure and different physical characteristics that have been around for thousands and thousands of years that distinguish men from women like as far as i know you know, men still can't have a menstru- menstruational 
period. Mm-hmm. They can't. But now they would tell you that men can get pregnant. In fact, it's been on a magazine that men can get pregnant. But that's not really true. It was a woman who was transitioning to a man, but she still had the organs to be pregnant inside, which means what? She's a woman. It's not a man getting pregnant. It's a woman pretending to be a man who's getting pregnant. Now, the kind of thing that I'm saying right now, if I was up in Canada, would get me arrested. Yeah. And that's crazy. And that's proof that, um, you know, the whole, oh, your truth, my truth, it's a, it's a nebulous term, and, you know, we're not really, uh, you know, there is no truth. That's no longer really the case. Right now it's trying to uh, put their quote-unquote truth into your mouth and make you say what they want you to say. It's not no, it's no longer live and let live, as, you know, was said for 30 years or so. Now it's you will toe the line, and reality is what we say it is, and, you know, you, you can't say anything uh, about it. We, or if you do, we're going to punish you for it because they know what the truth is, right? And if you um, go, if you tell them the truth, that, that they don't like that, right? That, that it's something that affects them because it affects what they want to be real. And so now instead of just, oh, you have your truth, I have my truth, it's no, you will submit to my truth because if you don't, that hurts my feelings. Except they don't allow Christians to to operate under those same rules. It's only liberally progressive people that are allowed to dominate with that kind of power. If you're a Christian, you are silenced. If you speak out against absurd reality, because it's not reality, I'm not even going to call it reality, I'll say if you speak out against absurdity, then you're labeled a hater, a bigot, you're canceled. And and so as it relates to being Christians and believers, people who follow Jesus, we have a moral and spiritual responsibility to speak truth, to be unafraid of what the world around us says is truth, but to say what the real truth is, which is God's truth. God's truth is the only truth that matters. <laughs> You know, and we're going to see next week on the radio and this week at SWAT in the Bible studies that that the enemy, who's the father of lies, has been at war with God since the beginning of time. I mean, he, he's been at war against the truth. What did he say to, Lee, to, to Eve in the garden? Did God really say? Did God really say? He's questioning God's word and the truth. And so... That we've come to a place now where, as a culture, our Supreme Court is validating absurdity. It's validating uh, things that go against God's reality. And it's really reached a point where, I don't know, Taylor, I think we might have hit a tipping point. I don't know that we will be able to recover. And what happens next, usually God continues to bring judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. He does. He brings judgment. I mean, we can cry out for mercy. We can cry out for repentance. Um, But, I mean, at this point as a nation, I I believe we are delving deeper into the absurdity of battling against God's truth, battling against him. Yeah, we're definitely reaping what we've sown. And what we've sown for a long time is, you know, a a rebellion against the truth. And it's become, you know, as you say, uh, so pervasive that the Supreme Court uh, affirms and supports that rebellion. But uh, even worse than that, the church now um, is grappling with and, and trying to adhere to 
the new quote unquote truth rather than what the truth is, God's truth. Uh, and they're doing that a number of ways and uh, by changing definitions of what things have historically meant. And so that's something else I think that we need to uh, be on guard against is, you know, uh, wolves in sheep clothing. And until we get the church house in order, you know, the, the rest of society doesn't have a hope for for uh, moving forward uh, and not being under the, the punishment of God, you know. Yeah, well, uh, Jesus himself warned, he said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothes, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, a seminary professor did a project where the goal was to find the one thing that's most emphasized in the New Testament than any other. So he had all of his students uh, go and, and look and research it. When they completed the project, you know what it was? It wasn't love. It wasn't unity. It was guarding mm. and warning against false truth, uh, false doctrine. Mm. It was false doctrine. And yet the church today love, love, uh, a pers- and I would say a, a, a perverted love mm-hmm. because it's not true love that lets somebody believe a lie that leads to eternal damnation and calls that love. Yeah, That's not loving at all. It's acquiescence in the name of love. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm just going to mention some names, guys like Adolf von Harnack, uh, C.H. Dodd, Karl Barth, Rudolf Boltman. These are four men who wrote books that have been used in liberal seminaries today. And all four men talk about there being no second coming, no future kingdom. Hmm. Um, there's, the, In fact, Rudolf Boltman says this. He says that among the mythological elements in the New Testament that have to be reinterpreted and, and therefore no longer taken literally are heaven, hell, the second coming of Jesus, and the resurrection, and the future day of judgment. So if you take all those things off the table, fine, worry, you do what you want to do, and that's where people are. So when we come back, we're going to look at how John addresses this. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. We would also like to give a shout-out to our local listeners listening on 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkston, Georgia, as well as all of you listening online wherever you are in the country or around the world. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Radio. That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. If you are just joining us just before the news break, we were uh, talking about what we're going to be talking about this week, which is uh, Second John and Walking in Truth, Walking in Love. We're talking about just kind of a little bit of the state of our culture and of the church right now and how important it is that uh, we are standing in the truth. And, uh, yeah. Well, um, before we get into the text, I'm going to have you read Second John. Um 
Lifeway did a study a few years ago, and they used this criteria just for you to qualify to be willing to take the survey. You had to call the Bible your highest authority. Personal evangelism is important to you. In other words, you personally telling people about Jesus and indicating that trusting in Jesus' death on the cross is the only way of salvation were labeled as evangelicals in this survey. Okay? And so, 7 in 10 evangelicals said that Jesus was the first created being. Oh, that's a problem, okay? Because Jesus wasn't created. He's always been. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with, the Word was with God. The Word was God. Uh, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Um, so, um, but they also said 28, almost one-third said that the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, isn't equal to God. How much was that? Said that? Almost 28%. Wow. It gets better. Um, 67% said heaven is a place where all people will ultimately be reunited with their loved ones. 67% of quote unquote evangelical. Yes. You had to meet that criteria. All right. Um, But they, they, the most striking thing about how they basically, see no contradiction between casual universalism and true evangel evangelical beliefs mm-hmm. that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, there's a couple other things real quick, and then we'll get into it. Um, 64% of these people believe that the worship of all religions, including polytheistic, those that believe in many gods, would be acceptable to God if they didn't know better. How? Okay. That which goes against Paul over in Acts yeah. seventeen. Um, Two thirds admitted that everyone sins a little bit, but they insist that most people are good by nature. Hmm. If that's not uh, evident in how cultures eroded, you know that right there. I know. Yeah. Three quarters, Taylor. Seventy-four percent said. That the smallest sins, like when you do little sins, they don't warrant eternal damnation. Mm. <laughs> James says one sin is like breaking them all. I mean, one sin, you break one commandment, it's like breaking them all. Uh, 60% said they believe that everybody will ultimately end up in heaven. Six out of ten. So when you see that that is a sampling of what's going on. This was five years ago. Um, Peter devotes most of Second Peter to warning against false teachers. Jude's whole letter is about false teachers. Um, John wrote First John, Second John, Third John, and Revelation dealing with the whole issue of false teachers. Paul over in Acts 20 said, hey, um, before I leave, I have this fear that even amongst yourselves, false teachers are going to be they're going to raise up and mislead you guys. And so he wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, the time's going to come when people will not endure sound doctrine, but instead they're going to want to have their ears tickled, so they're going to accumulate for themselves people 
that will teach in accordance to their desires, which is, I think, where we are in a lot of places. They're going to turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That's what he told Timothy. And, you know, if you look at what Paul taught in his epistles, what Peter said, what Jude said, what John said, what we're going to cover this week, um, I think a lot of people in churches today would have a problem with it. They would be like, that's not loving. In fact, today, evangelicals argue that, you know what, we got to set aside all doctrinal differences. Notice the keyword, all doctrinal differences, uh, and come together where we agree in the name of love. And they say, Jesus didn't say the world's going to know us by our doctrine. I've heard people say this. They're going to know us by our love. Well, there is no love without truth. I mean, you, you can't have love if there's if you're walking in a lie. Yeah, and if you say you're going to disregard all doctrine, where, where does that end? Does that end with Mormons? <laughs> yeah, you know? well, well, Mormons or, or, um, Jehovah's, or uh, Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. um, they hold unity services, these people, evangelicals, with people who deny the gospel is only through Jesus and Jesus alone. Um, I mean, I mean, they hold interfaith services in with Buddhists, with Hindus, you know, and, you know, people say, well, you remember a few years ago, people talked about Mormons and they talked about the fact that um, Mormons uh, are Christian as a, as a church. And, you know, they've changed the name to the Church of Jesus Christ. And unfortunately, what happens within the Mormon church uh, is that a lot of people don't even know what they really believe. Because if you if you just walked into a local Mormon place, you would think, wow, that's pretty good. They have to talk about Jesus, and they it won't be too heavy on anything they really believe. Like they believe, and you don't find this out until you get very high up and you've been in a long time. You got to go through their endowments. Well, exactly. And then you ultimately are taught that God is not eternal. He is was it, like us. Isn't it as he was, uh, as he was, so we are, as he is, so we will become. Isn't yes. That what they say? Yes. And so they teach that uh, God procreated Jesus with a mother god and we are his children too yeah we are his children and satan was his brother i mean they teach that you have to work your way to heaven that's the greatest thing to add anything to what jesus did on the cross um and that you have to adhere to the teaching of mormonism and if you you know there's different levels of heaven um and then also that you can one day become the god of your own world yes you'll have your own world just like him So, but a lot of people don't know that, and they go, "Well, you know, that they're not really that different from us." Yes, they are. They also, just to piggyback on that, they don't believe that God is not only is He not eternal, He's not all knowing. So God changes; He progresses and changes His mind. That's why, um, for the longest time, black people couldn't be part of the Mormon Church, and then all of a sudden, in the '70s, you know, the Quorum of the Twelve come out and say, "Oh, you know what? Now they can." And to them, that's not, you know, that, there's no issue with that because God is learning and developing. You know, there, there, well. is, there is no change in God, he says. No change in Jesus, no change in God. The, the church is supposed to be the buttress, the pillar of truth, Paul said in 1 Timothy 3. He says, we are to represent and uphold the truth. There's two type of people in our world. 
people of God's truth and people of the world's truth. The world's truth is a lie. I mean, as it relates to spirituality, as it relates to, I mean, when God speaks to an issue, that is his reality. And it doesn't matter if you believe it. doesn't matter if you understand it. It doesn't matter if you disagree with it. His reality is ultimately what we'll all be judged by. And sinners have to hear the gospel, first of all. Then they have to receive the gospel. And then they have to embrace the gospel. Just because you hear the gospel doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't. And, And so today the church has deviated from the true gospel that Jesus is the Messiah, the only way to God, and we try to make the message more palatable, and we've got what we call pragmatic compromise. In other words, and one of the people I spoke to said, you know what, if we believe this, then they're never going to listen to us. Mm. If we speak like this, They'll never listen to what we say. We'll never win them to Christ. And I remember a long time ago, a guy was talking about music, particularly said, if you win them to Christ with this, you've got to keep them in Christ in this. And he was talking about how pragmatic we've become in marketing the church and how we think if we just have the right music, if we just have the right you know, uh, atmosphere, the ambiance in our sanctuary, if we have a coffee bar, whatever it is, If we have the right things, we'll draw them and we can minister to them and then they'll become Christian. Instead of just going out in the world being people who uphold the truth, who live the truth, who speak the truth, and show a stark contrast to the people around us uh, that we are different. A lot of people, and I know there's people who are Catholic that listen and come to SWAT even. But Pope John Paul II said, all who live a just life will be saved even if they do not believe in Jesus Christ. Mm. I mean, you you can't, that's a direct contradiction to the Bible. Uh, The new Roman Catholic catechism, the new Roman Catholic catechism says, the biblical teaching that salvation only comes in response to faith in Jesus is to be rejected. It is unreasonable and cruel The heathen are saved if they live a good life. When did this come out? Uh, About, I think, 10 or 15 years ago, the new Roman Catholic Catechism. Because, you know, I mean, the current pope, there's a lot of people who say stuff about it. But that's kind of before he was even... Pope John Paul II was before that. Well, yeah, but But, that's crazy. But listen, there's a works-based thought process in the institution not saying that Catholic people can't be believers, mm-hmm. but the institution itself is corrupt and teaching a works-based doctrine. John 14, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through me. Peter in Acts 4.12 said, There is salvation in no one else. There's no other name under heaven given among by which men must be saved. And so, um, you know, this is a serious issue. Um, when it said Jews demand signs, Greeks seek wisdom, Paul says, we preach what? Jesus crucified. He said, when I came, I didn't come proclaiming to you with lofty words or, or wisdom. I preached Jesus and him crucified. It's the message. Uh, false religion is hopeless. Only Jesus can save. Everything else is demonic. And when we come back, I'm just going to have you read the whole 
chapter of Second John. I'm going to give the truth through, so we're going to unpack it tomorrow, okay? All right. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. That is Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. I'm not sure if we're going to have time to take your calls and questions, uh, but if we do, I will give you the number here uh, when we get to it. Uh, but first, we are in Second John. We are looking at uh, walking in the truth this week. Do you want me to go ahead and read the chapter? Yeah, here's the thing. We have one message. If you're a believer and follower of Jesus, and it's only Jesus, the Christian faith stands or falls on the doctrine of the deity of Jesus. If he's only a man, he can't save us, no matter how gifted or unique he is. And so Jehovah's Witness teach that he was only a man. That's why we reject their teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I do want you to read it. John was written, Second John was written to a woman, Third John written to a man, First John written to the church, but they all deal with false teaching and how we respond to it and how we to guard the truth and walk in the truth. So go ahead and read Second John, uh, you know, all of the whole letter, and we'll come back. And as, as Taylor's reading it, um, just be listening to the word truth and any commands in there God may be giving us, okay? All right. The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with you, with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it uh, for many deceivers have gone out into the world those who do not confess the coming of jesus christ in the flesh flesh excuse me such a one is a deceiver and the antichrist watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for 
but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring the teaching, do not receive him into your house and give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Though I have much to write you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. Well, I'd I'd say he's pretty clear on the instruction to this woman, how she should respond to false teachers. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, today we we are hesitant to label somebody a false teacher who's perverting the gospel mm. because we don't want to seem uncharitable. We don't want to seem inhospitable. But who are we more loyal to, to the person that's actually giving a false teaching or are we more loyal to, to Christ who, and, and, and the people that died so we could have this, the people that, that bled to give us the truth, you know? Do, do you think there's an element too of why we don't uh, call them out as false teachers or, or heretics or anything like that? Because uh, there's a um, unsurety in uh, most of Christianity. There's just, uh, just maybe don't want to, don't know if they have the authority to call somebody that, Right. There's a little bit of. Well, yeah, people are hesitant yeah. uh, to somebody who is uh, who is like teaching to be able. Well, it's not my place. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I said to the guys at SWAT this week, last week, is that if you're you're in a conversation with somebody and they spew out a falsehood that, you know, the Bible contradicts, you have a moral responsibility to speak to it. You can't sit there silent. And not say anything because um, that person may infer from your silence that you endorse what they say uh, or that you don't feel strong enough to even register an opinion. And what if they go to somebody else and they say, well, I was with Taylor the other day and I was talking about it and he didn't say anything. So we have a moral and a spiritual responsibility to speak truth whenever somebody puts something out that's not biblically true or accurate. And that doesn't matter whether it's LGBTQ stuff, whether it's transgender, uh, whether it's um, homosexual marriage. uh, Those things go against God's design. And there are people in our world now who will say, God made me this way, and I'm a Christian, and I love God, and I love my homosexual partner, or I love my lesbian partner, and God gave them to me. And that is an absolute lie. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. God did not bless you with a a person that goes against his design. I mean, that's like, that, that would be like you saying, well, I'm in a bad marriage, and God blessed me with this person over here, so I'm leaving my wife that I made a, a covenant to be in marriage with because God blessed me with this person over here, and I'm leaving my wife to go be with this person and then telling everybody, well, God really blessed me with this person. Yeah, and, you know, that's kind of talking about changing the definitions, right, is uh, that marriage is as ordained by God between a man and a woman. 
And yet, you know, we're trying to now say, oh, well, you know, there's such a thing as gay marriage. Well, no, there's not. And there's a there's a significant population that's willing to uh, acquiesce on that point, right, to kind of be soft on it and yet, um, you know, be charitable in that way but wants to to argue and snip at each other over things that are just uh, – that, that aren't differences as far as whether you're faithful or not. They're just disagreements on – you know, certain aspects of, you know, baptism or something like that. Yeah, right? I mean, but then, not, but yeah, but then they'll, they'll want to fight about that. But then to something that is really corrosive to the faith, uh, well, we, we need to be open and accepting uh, to these things. And otherwise, we're never going to win them. I think that we have to change that perspective, right? Right. Well, well, we go in like, like I mentioned that word earlier about pragmatic compromise, where we think the ends justifies us doing things differently as if we can control the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That betrays a lack of trust in God. Yeah. And when you were talking about, you know, having to do the music and, and whatever to get people out, like my thought was, oh, you just have a little God that you believe in that if you don't do the music this way, people aren't going to, you know, have faith. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, when we look around, listen, I'll just say this. I learned in going to Israel, if it wasn't for the Catholic Church, we wouldn't have the scriptures today. They preserved mm-hmm. the scriptures. Yep. But that doesn't make the Catholic Church infallible. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, in the same way that the Catholic Church is made up of humans, and we are the church. I mean, we are the church. And um, the reason that there was the, the great Protestant Reformation is because a group of people said, this is wrong. This is not in accordance with what the Bible says. There was abuses that were taking place, and they go, this has, has to stop. Well, not only that, the reason there's Protestantism in general, those people didn't say, oh, we're going to go start a new church. You know, it was, hey, this is what we should be doing, and the Catholic Church said, no, we're not going to change on these points where we're in error. You yeah. know what I mean? And instead uh, excommunicated those people instead of trying to find a way to, um, you know, repent and then stay uh, solid as one believing body. Well, you know, I mean, even when you look at um, uh, like their, their doctrine, a lot of people, if you talk to them, believe that Peter was the first Pope, right? Mm -hmm. That he was given the keys, but he wasn't Rome's Bishop. He never pastored a church in Rome, uh, but he just helped spread the gospel there with Paul was what he did but they would lead you to believe that he was the he spoke with papal infallibility Mm -hmm. like every other pope but i just told you what pope john paul ii said that shot that out the window if he you know if those words came out of his mouth which people have said that he that was a direct quote people i trust uh then i i think uh that disqualifies him you can't say that there's, you know, if they don't believe in Jesus, then they're in a relationship with God because you can't be. Um, that that's, it goes against all the biblical teachers, Paul, Peter, what they taught. There's only faith in Christ. Um, so I just think uh, that and that New Roman Catechism, the way – I think the New Roman Catechism was just a way of looking at the old Roman Catechism and kind of explaining it for people. But somebody asserted that and – and, you know, like you said, the Catholic Church was the church for a, you know, up, up until the Reformation. And, and 
sustained the scriptures, uh, sustained a faith community uh, from an onslaught of, uh, you know, Muslim aggression over a thousand years. Um, so there is a lot there that's like, man, it, it's a shame that, you know, power and, you know, uh, entrenched thinking was enough to tear the church apart. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, that that's just sad. We should be known by our love, right, and our unity. But if if uh, we can't be unified, if we can't uh, um, hold to the supremacy of the Scripture, I mean, there has to be a breaking point at some point, right? Well, um, Pope Boniface the Eighth um, said, "We declare and proclaim and define that it's absolutely necessary." for salvation that every human creature be subject to the Roman pontiff. Hmm. Well, no, not according to Jesus, not according to Peter, not according to Paul. It's not. Yeah. But that's, that's again, here's the leader who's supposedly infallible who's saying stuff. But, see, people will not engage. They don't want to engage in those kind of conversations because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, because the Roman Catholic Church, what's it do there? It says that if you aren't under our authority, you're not a true Christian. You you can't yeah. go to heaven. And and how can you? Well, they say there's no salvation outside yeah. of the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. So how how can there be you know relation and interplay there um, when one person is, or one party is clearly the aggressor? Um, so yeah, just my thoughts. Well, well, you know, I look at my friend John Monger, who spent 18 months in jail, was beaten every day because he wouldn't deny Jesus and you're going to tell me he's not a believer I mean the man was beaten every day because of Jesus Uh, he's got the Holy Spirit in him you know the Holy Spirit is what secures you in Christ not a particular church or denomination and so anyway we're going to really delve into that tomorrow uh, back in 2nd John looking at walking in the truth and guarding the truth All right, so make sure you tune in tomorrow because there's a lot more to say. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, though. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual